Well, welcome back to Round Guy Radio, and we've got a new show called Game Day. It's uh, a little before noon here in uh, in Southeast Iowa, and we've got Southeast uh, Union's Hunter Muller on the line with us, and he's going to give us a rundown about uh, the games his paper's covering. Welcome to the program, Hunter. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, uh, we, we wanted to add this little game day coverage, you know, uh, to, you know, you know, you can't talk about everything, but talk about, you know, the, the games in your area and uh, we'll go over the, uh, what you know about them. Oh yeah, for sure. I guess, you know, we'll start with, you know, kind of one of the, one of the bigger games because we're going to see, you know, what, what these teams are made of. I mean, pretty much with every team, but uh, we'll start with Columbus and Wapolo, you know, uh, Columbus has had no issues uh, in the first, in the first two weeks here. And now they're facing a, you know, a pretty decent Waffle team. They're one and one, you know. Um, but, you know, this is kind of probably the biggest test uh, thus far for, for the Wildcats. And, um, you know, so far uh, this season, Tristan Miller and Kate Namagon have, uh, those are, you know, the two main ball carriers for, for uh, Columbus. And, you know, they've pretty much dominated. They've probably rushed for over 150. And those both of those two wins for them. So, uh, you know, this is a, a big game for, for Columbus. And, uh, you know, they win this, as you mentioned, I heard you, you talking about this week, they might pierce that, that top 10. So we'll see if they can pull this finale. And, you know, Waffle has kind of had their number. Uh, well, if you look back the last five years, Columbus got them last year, what, 20, uh, 21 zip, but, uh, Waffle had won. I don't even know here. Let's see three, four, five, three, four, five, six, seven straight for that. So, uh, you know, uh, We'll see what's gonna. We're see. We're gonna see what's gonna happen tonight. But big win potentially for the Wildcats. Well, Wapolo had a great game, and I watched both games. And uh, Wapolo looked pretty kind of similar to Columbus, as far as what they were doing. Uh, but uh, I agree with you. If Columbus can get this win, I think the voters will look at this as a pretty quality win. You know. Well, and, well, yeah. uh, but I think Wapolo is you know uh, one and one. They could be two and one, and I think that's where they want to be. You know. This could really propel their season forward, and uh, so I think that's a big match. If we got that as the the game of the week, uh, well, yeah, and you know, going off that, you know, you look at it, it's like, you know, there's you think about it, there's really not that many games in a season. So I mean, like, you know, every win's pretty big. I mean, you know, except for maybe those first two, you start to get to week three, and you're kind of really starting to figure out where you're gonna, where the teams are gonna be, you know, probably finishing in the districts, things like that, and. You know, the, the thing about uh, Columbus those first two weeks is I think they only passed probably like, I don't even know if they passed five times. <laughs> they just had the run game going so much. So, you know, it's it's going to be a good one. Well, uh, yeah, we're a third of the way through the season after tonight. You know, I mean, that's how fast it's going. Uh, but there is starting to, we're starting to get uh, a little information that we can make some predictions and stuff with, but uh, a lot of other games that I know you're covering some great games. What else is uh, on the on the list to watch? Yeah, so we have. Uh, I'll just I'll just go down the list. My list I made here. Uh, we have uh, we got Cardinal playing Davis County, and now obviously, uh, you know we we talked about Cardinal had that big senior class, and it's lost a day or every roster it seemed like. So, uh, uh, um, or at least every, you know, major skill, uh, skill player. They're coming off a 34 or 14 loss to Central Lee. Um, Davis County just got done uh, beating Van Buren. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be another tough week for the, uh, 
for the comments in that one. But uh, like I said, they're kind of in that rebuild right now. So, um, you know, they play hard, no doubt in that. So we're going to – we'll see what's going to happen in that one. But it's kind of another tough matchup for, for Cardinal in that one. Well, let me ask you a little question. Uh, you, you mentioned Central Lee. You know, they got their first win uh, in three years against the uh, uh, Cardinal. And then they also uh, – played a real close match with Keokuk and they, they, they seem to be a program on the rise. What, do you have any comments on Central East performance this year? I mean, other than that, like, you know, they, when I, when I was back in school, they used to be, you know, they're kind of down there in that Lee County area and they're, you know, kind of one of the teams that, you know, everybody in kind of Lee County talks about, you know, the Fort Madison is kind of like that one because Fort Madison, you know, was dominant for so many years, but, uh, uh, Centrally used to be a, a pretty stout program. I don't know much of like who they're if they still have the same coach or anything like that. But uh, you know they played some some close games you know thus far. So uh, like I said, they got that they're 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 one and one heading to this one. So I mean, you know, it seems like the Hawks, like you mentioned, are on the rise. So you know uh, they can. I mean, anybody can beat anybody, but uh, you know it seems like their program's going in the right direction. Well, speaking about going in the right direction, uh, Van Buren County seems like it's going in the right direction. And I watched their game against Davis County, and Davis County just kind of looked too strong there. They they, they seem uh, very similar to last year's team. They're kind of a, a, a big, strong, uh, wear-you-down kind of kind of team. Uh, uh, I think it's a tough matchup for Cardinal. Do you? Yeah, I think, it's a, I think it'll be a tough matchup just because, you know, they've got a lot of players that, you know, may, maybe haven't had that varsity experience because they had that, you know, such a strong senior class. So they got some new guys in there playing those skill positions and on their line and things like that. So, you know, brighter, brighter things are ahead for, for Cardinal for sure. But, you know, just got a lot of, a lot of young, young guys getting used to that varsity play. And, you know, it, it is a jump up from, you know, going to JV to varsity. So. Well, what other great matchups you guys got tonight? Well, you mentioned Van Buren and, uh, They've got uh, Louisa Muscatine. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, and, you know, Louisa Muscatine's 0-2 right now. Um, you know, great opportunity for a Van Buren win in this one. Uh, you know, uh, Jackson Manning, one of the better athletes around uh, for, you know, our coverage area. Um, he runs the quarterback. Uh, him and Anthony Duncan are probably their big big two heavy hitters. Um I believe last game Manning threw for 291 yards, and I'm pretty sure Anthony Duncan had about 240 of that. So uh, he hits, he loves to hit him with the long ball. So uh, pretty, pretty dangerous duo on that one. But heading into this one, Van Buren's one and one. They're coming off that loss to Davis County uh, last week, but uh, this this could definitely be a week for for uh, the Warriors to bounce back. Yeah. Well, what about? Uh... I think that Louisa Muscatine, uh, their defense isn't quite up to snuff, but their offense has put some points on the board. So I don't think this is going to be any kind of a gimme. But again, this is where you talk about Van Buren could take a huge leap forward by a two and one season. Their season would be off to a pretty good start. They'd have a lot of momentum, you know, uh, or they could get clipped and then uh, all the momentum would go to Louisa Muscatine. So that's, that's a pretty good, pretty good game. We, we need to keep our eye on that one. What else? Well, you yeah. got? Van, Louisa Muscatine's lost to, they lost uh Columbus in week one. And then, then they lost to, um, Wapolo, wasn't it? 
Yeah, Wapolo and Wapolo in week two, and they allowed fifty-five points to Columbus and sixty to Wapolo. So. Yeah, I was going to say that's because kind of the thing that that uh, cued me that that could be a really good game was because you know they both played the same team and they came out with similar scores and uh, uh, but uh, you know this is this is a great opportunity for Van Buren County here. Oh, for sure. Well, what what else? Well, okay, we'll move on to. Uh... Next on the list, we've got Pekin versus North Cedar. Now, obviously, Pekin got that win against Cardinal in week one, 20 nothing, and then they had that just real tough matchup against 40, against, or against, against not 40, against Al Burnett, 42 nothing in that one. And we both know what Al Burnett's already done this season. So, um, tough matchup there for them last week, but they're heading, uh, they're coming in to play North Cedar. Uh, be honest with you, I don't know anything about North Cedar other than that they their two losses are to Maquoketa Valley, 46-6, into Lisbon, 47-0. And obviously, Lisbon, you know, is one of those top-tier teams in, in the class. So, uh, um, they lost 47-0 to Lisbon. So, uh, uh, definitely, from from my perspective looking at it, it's uh, it's uh, another another winnable game uh, from Pekin. Uh, North Cedar's 0-2, like I said. Pekin's 1-1. Definitely, definitely uh, could add a win column for for the could be a win uh, a win in the uh, in the in the win column for uh, Pekin in this one. I really think that home field is going to be big. You know, uh, they won uh, opening night at home, and uh, I think uh, I think you know they probably gained a lot from playing Albernet anyway. You know, oh no, playing playing those top tier teams, even if you you know you lose, it gives you. A, I feel like it gives you an edge. I mean, you're not going to get any better playing. You know. You're just beating up on people all the time. You like those hard, those 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 games where you're you're getting beat, getting beat bad, make you battle ready if you if you know what I'm saying. Well, they, uh, this is a team that's uh, a lot more capable of putting points on the board than last year, so I think that oh, yeah. that'll bode well for winning. And plus, their defense does seem like a lot tighter. I mean, yeah, they, they could have easily give up sixty points too. You know. Yeah. So well, anyway, uh, what else? Well, next on the list, we've got Highland uh, taking on Wilton. Yeah. Okay. Talked about Highland having that uh, losing that big uh, senior club. Another one of the, one of those teams that lost, like you know, a lot of their starters were were a good were uh, was a very good senior class. Um, you know, so far Highland had to play East Buchanan. Obviously, they are ranked number one. Um, Fifty-four nothing in week one, then got uh, beat by Columbus week two or last week, uh, fifty-five nothing. So. Two tough losses for there. Uh, I was taking on Wilton. Wilton's got two wins. They beat Tipton uh, 18-12 and then Northeast 40-12. to uh, It's looking like another tough week for the Huskies. They've, they've taken on some tough opponents so far this season, and it doesn't get any easier this year. <laughs> or it doesn't get any easier this week. Yeah, they got a brutal schedule, and they're not the only team out here that's replacing a whole lot of, you know, uh, Cardinal is a team that uh, comes to mind that's, you know, Wholesale changes. Sigourney's another team with wholesale changes. You know, it's uh, it ain't easy being cheesy, I guess. But uh, you know, uh, that cheese will ripen, and those new players' uh, experience will come out. You could sure see a huge uh, 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 drive, bigger drive uh, uh, with Sigourney played Mid Prairie. So, you know, what I mean, oh, yeah. I, I think that 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 it's coming together. You know, it takes a couple games for sure. Oh, for sure. Especially when you lose so much. And that's, you know, one of the – you got to – you know, then you got to start rebuilding, but putting people in new places that 
are replacing those players that have been there for, you know, three, four, three, even four years. So that's well, where it gets, that's where it gets iffy when you gotta, you gotta, you know, if you're a Highland fan, they just want to say, uh, playing all these great not, uh, teams early in the season is going to help you a lot at the end of the season. No, for sure. And even, you know, looking, you know, looking ahead, you look back and, you know that those kids are battle tested and battle ready because they've played those you know top tier programs. So. Well, this Wilton team uh, uh, looks really, really good. Yeah, they do. And then if we want to, we want to jump right along ahead here. We've got next up. We've got uh, Mid Prairie taking on uh, uh, Iowa City Regina. Oh now, my gosh, this is a big game. Now Regina, well, Mid Prairie's had probably. I would say some of the more two most exciting games uh, to start the season. You know, they got that close win uh, um, over uh, West Burlington. Yeah. Could have went either way. Ended up being 28-18. And then they got that just outstanding, probably one of the best games of the year so far over Sigourney Kyoto, uh, 23-20. So uh, they're heading up to Re- uh, Regina. And obviously, you know, Regina has a lot of history. Uh, they got beat by Williamsburg week one, uh, 31-0. Well, yeah, um, those, that's a big, strong team. Oh, Williamsburg is is as stout as they come, and then they they beat ended up beating West Liberty this last week, 49-14. So this one, you know, it's this one's hard to hard to judge. You know, uh, Mid Prairie's been playing well so far. Uh, you know, it's hard to tell with Regina, Regina playing Williamsburg. I'm not 100 percent sure how good West Liberty is, but uh, um, I I think it's one that uh, Mid Prairie can pull out and. Uh, you know they've got a lot of playmakers, and they've they've got two wins so far, and they're looking at a third here, uh, or make it three in a row, three and zero to start the season, which would be a real real positive for the uh, Gold Hawks there. Yeah, it's going to be a, 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 a hard hitting night, isn't it? Oh yeah. Well, and, well, and I was going to say, you know, uh, you know, playing those. You know, we talked about, you know, uh, being battle tested and stuff, things like that. And you look at Mid-Prairie playing those close games, you know, that that is also a positive when you look at, you know, the, the games. Well, there's a train. I'm standing outside talking to you, so sorry about that. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, when you play those tight games, that also makes you, you know, kind of battle battle ready as well because, you know, you know, kind of down the line what, it's, what it takes to win games in the end. So, you know, looking at Mid-Prairie, that's, that's a big positive for them. Yeah, I think Mid Prairie. You know what I mean. If they play as good as, as they played against Sigourney, and if they played, you know, this uh, Burlington Notre Dame team, they they hung tight with Fort Madison the next week too. Uh, they're they're yeah. kind of like Highland and playing all these these really really tough teams. But uh, uh, I don't think that I think that Burlington Notre Dame team is, is something to reckon with, and uh, Sigourney was certainly something to reckon with last week. So. If they can put that kind of effort, that kind of intensity, and uh, kick field goals like they did, you know, I mean, they that was a difference there, you know, and it's the little things, you know, that win your games, isn't it? No, it is, too, you know. One, you know, that's the great thing about football is, you know, one play can be can be a difference maker, and, you know, that's just that's just how it, how it plays out sometimes. So, you know, it's been playing out in Mid-Prairie's favor so far, so. Well, uh, that's going to be a tough game there. I, I suppose uh, Regina is probably still the favorite. Uh, Scotty and I picked uh, – we picked uh, uh, Mid-Prairie, though. Yeah, it's – you know, like I said, they're playing their best. They could – I think, you know, Mid-Prairie is, you know, one of the 
pretty much will play with anybody. So they got the athletes for it. And, you know, Midbury, that school's, you know, been loaded with athletes these past couple of years. So. Well, you're going to play Mid-Prairie. You better bring your lunch pail with you because it's going to, it's, you're going to go on on all four quarters. Uh, that's for sure. But, you know, moving on to their, you know, last week's opponent, we got Sigourney Kyoto, uh, you know, playing uh, Centerville. Uh, Centerville's 2-0 and on the season. Obviously, uh, Sigourney Kyoto, I mean, you know, looking at Durant 38-14, I feel like that score is a little lopsided of what it, you know, what it could have been. Um, you know, Mid-Prairie, or Sigourney Kyoto very well, I think, you know, could be, I mean, obviously they could be one and one, could have beaten Mid Prairie last week. And, you know, I felt like they played that for a pretty good game against that tough Durant squad in, in uh, week one. So uh, this is going to be another tough one, though, for for Sigourney Kyoto. The, the Centerville's beaten Sheraton 24 nothing, and that'll be a 24 nothing. Um, I don't know much about Centerville and those two teams that they played, but um, they've got two wins. But looking at their, Looking at their uh, their roster, um, I mean, they've got a kid that's rushed for 343 yards, two touchdowns, and he's also looks like he's their quarterback too. He's thrown for 219, two touchdowns. So, I mean, in two games, it's not. I mean, it's okay, but you know, it seems like th- this might be. I think I think this is a game that Sigourney Kyoto could could definitely compete with Centerville in. Uh, but we'll just have to wait and see how it plays out. Obviously, I, I said I didn't know much about Centerville, just like from the two games they played, just looking at the score and kind of looking through the stats. But, uh, you know, Sigourney Code is one of those teams I could definitely, I think, be, you know, at least 1-1, one one, if not 2-0. If But, uh, you know, that was a tough Durant, uh, tough loss to Durant in week one. So we'll see how the, how the Cobras uh, fight back in week three, shall we say. Well, I, uh, I have to admit that uh... – uh, I kind of made a mistake in the beat the round guys, and I had them playing the fellow Christian at home. Uh, and Scott caught that later. Uh, that's my fault, you know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, yeah, I know but- we're, we're perfect over here. But anyway, I do want to say uh, I know Centerville beat Albia last week, uh, 31 yeah. nothing, or some similar score to that. Uh, 24 nothing. What was it? 24 nothing. 24 nothing. And then uh, I don't know who Albia played, but Albia won the week before. Do you know who Albia played before that? Or uh, I'm not sure. I can look here in one second. Give me one sec here. Looking through this, Albia played. Oh my gosh, where's their football? Because they're playing Central Lee this week, and I'm kind of interested in that matchup there. It looked like they played. They lost, or they beat Eddieville. Eddieville Blakesburg, yep, twenty nothing. Yeah, they beat Eddieville Blakesburg twenty nothing. Then they lost twenty four nothing. So uh, yeah, they're they're playing. They're going to Central E to play this week, and I kind of got my eye on that game. But this, as far as the Centerville team goes, they they look pretty good. And yeah, if they took if they uh, with that looking at that Eddieville Blakesburg, uh, um, Albia beating Eddieville Blakesburg, and then them beating Albia, that seems like you know they're a pretty pretty you know a pretty stout team but well they they got momentum they're they're coming in with some with some good good defense and you know you'd have to say all things considered uh, they'd probably be the favorites but i i think the snake pit's going to uh, hold tough i really believe that Cole Clarahan himself is going to be the difference in this game he's going to run wild uh and uh i think 
Well, Centerville's uh, off to a great start. I think uh, uh, I think Coach Jensen uh, puts an end to the losing streak and gets on on top this week. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one, Mike. Because you know, Sigourney Kyoto's had that had that history of great football these past uh, few years here, making it to the dome and things like that, and going undefeated and losing to, I believe it was Dyke New Hartford there uh, um, last year or so. Um, a lot of great history for Sigourney Kota, and they're you know they're just a tough program in itself. And even when they lose some integral pieces, so it's going to be another hard-fought battle. Uh, should be a good all-around game. And I do want to say something about that Durant game. Durant's tough. Oh yeah, and, and they're really good. And they got a running back that had I don't know fifteen hundred yards, eighteen hundred yards last year, and uh, uh, he seems to have turned it up a notch. And they they have. Uh, they have uh, uh, all their opponents have met the, the similar results, and I think uh, I think the they were close last year, and I think this year they're really putting it together. Yeah, they are. Well, what but else we got? Moving right along here, uh, probably the most exciting game. Uh, one of the I shouldn't say the most exciting, but you know, arguably one of the most exciting coming out, out of this week. And I know you you're really excited to watch this one is uh, New London and Winfield. I know it's New London and Winfield, the round guy game of the week. Now, Scotty Melvin's going to be there, and if you and and uh, if you want to talk to him or or uh, you know say something about the podcast or anything, he'll be there. Uh, it, it is my twenty uh, seventh anniversary, and uh, I was blessed with a wonderful wife, and uh, her and I are going out for dinner uh, with some family tonight, and. Uh, uh, I'll probably I'll still be doing the the scoreboard show uh, later tonight, uh, and I definitely be catching in on some of the second half of stuff, but probably won't be uh, uh, probably with you more in spirit in the first half, I suppose. Well, congratulations, first off. Well, thanks. <laughs> but you know, looking at this game, uh, you know, obviously, um, you know, New London's coming off their first win, big win. Um, shut out, shut out. Uh, Clark or not Clarksville, uh, Tri County, and that one, um, and obviously Winfield coming off their first loss uh, to Iowa Valley, which is just has an absolutely potent offense. Uh, it's going to be you know whenever New London and Winfield meet, it's you know always a a big rivalry game. Obviously last year, but New London put like what seventy on them, and I I'm, I remember being really surprised about that one. Uh, you know, this year I'm sure Winfield's looking to get a little payback, and uh, I'm not. I'm not. I know you guys talked a little bit about Cam Buffington being maybe having an injury or something. I'm not 100 percent sure if he's playing. I'm just going to assume he is. Um, it's going to be. It's going to be. It's going to be like a brawl out there. I can almost. I can almost imagine with Winfield wanting to get paid back from last year, New London wanting to keep rolling and. And uh, it's going to be – I think it's going to be one of the, the best games of the year so far. Oh, my gosh. It's gonna, this is going to be – this is going to be a beatdown. Uh, so, yeah, uh, you don't have any more information on uh, on Cam Buffington. Huh? I do not. Well, uh, I think he's ready to play. Um, that's my feeling he's ready to play. That's Scott's feeling he's ready to play. I think he's ready to play, and I think uh, – uh, now, uh, what about Blaze Porter? Blaze Porter is uh, well. I I was at New London Volleyball last night and I saw him and he looked fine. So uh, Blaze Porter will be. I'm I'm 
gonna say it, and I'm assuming that Blaze Porter is good to go. Which, uh, you know, we're seeing we're seeing two of the some of the we're seeing some of the best athletes on the area grace the field tomorrow night in Winfield. So it's gonna be it's always great to see that see those kinds of teams go head to head. Well, gosh, we got so much more to cover. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I guess uh, I, I was going to wait and talk to you before I made my pick on that one. And uh, Winfield Mount Union's at home, and I'm going to go with them. Roll Wolves tonight, I guess, unless I'm wrong. Uh, <laughs> it's up in the air. Uh, I've been wrong before. It's up in the air. We're it's going to be it's going to be a barn burner for sure. Well, we got a whole lot of uh, more scores. Uh, what else we got? Or game? Uh, so we got, you know. Uh, Two-rated eight-man uh, Waco playing English Valley. Uh, you know, we, we already <laughs> – I think we all know what Waco's done so far. Uh, English Valley is 0-2 coming into this one. Uh, they lost to uh, Midland 52 nothing and Lone Tree 49-24. And, you know, I think this is kind of um, – uh, this is kind of a down year for English Valley. Obviously, they, they were stout a couple of years ago. Um, and you know Waco is as good as they come in the class. So uh, uh, another another big matchup, and you know it's 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 going to be a tough one for English, English Valley's against that stout Waco defense. And you know as potent uh, as potent as offense as Waco has with uh, Oswald running quarterback and Reichenbach uh, in the backfield, and you know and we saw what they did last week, and Reichenbach hardly even played. So uh, it's going to be a tough one for English Valley's. Yeah, actually, with Reichenbach and uh, Bovington got a lot of rest last weekend, so that yep. might really bode well for them this week. Uh, although, I don't know how much they'll need Reichenbach tonight, but uh, right. look, man, let's just say it like it is. Coach Jensen could take his eight players and beat 11-man teams. I mean, they're just that good. Right. So, uh, oh, but uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll enjoy hearing about it. Oh, we will. <laughs> but, uh, but we'll jump to the big schools uh um the big schools now um first off we'll do uh washington or clear creek amanda at washington you know i know washington you're real high and mighty on right now with how stout that defense is andy will be at that one so um go to the southeast Iowa union page if you want to see updates on that one uh you know, the point Clear Creek Amanda, Clear Creek Amanda has been, you know, a pretty pretty good football program these these last couple of years here. Uh, they're they uh, beat uh, Marion week one, 26 nothing, then lost Independence, 13 seven in week two, for last week. Um, obviously Washington took care of business against Burlington, 21 14 week one. The Mount dominated a dominating performance against Mount Pleasant last week, 54 20. Uh, you know, this one's kind of a toss up uh, in in the air because I don't know much about you know what what clear creek command brings to the table because uh, i haven't seen you know gameplay anything uh of the teams they played but i know washington has a uh uh very stifling defense and some some big offensive weapons and ethan patterson and Taven stewart on offense and i i think this is going to be another another barn burner for uh uh between both teams so yeah, um, I'm interested in this game now. What I know about Clear Creek Amanda is a couple games we went uh, with, uh, we, we, I remember covering them last year, was when they played Washington and they played Oskaloosa, and they actually handled both teams pretty well. Uh, this is a, 
what I'm looking at, this game right here, I'm really looking at the Washington Demons in this game because, you know, if they do win this game, then they are what I think they are. You know what I mean? Uh, and uh, their defense looks pretty stifling, and uh, their offense seems to be putting points on the board, which that seemed to be their issue last year. Their defense was pretty dang good last year. Oh, yeah. But uh, – um. But they're, they're they're controlling the ball a lot better. I mean, they're really just performing on all aspects of the game better than they did last year. I I, I think that's a factual statement, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, you, you know, like you said, I mean, I think they lost a lost the Fairfield last year. Uh, well, actually, I think they beat Fairfield last year, but they were just yeah, you know, they beat they were, Fairfield too. Well, they yeah, they were they were you know holding teams those low scores, but it you know it turned out to be like fourteen seventeen. They just couldn't couldn't get that final score they needed to come out on top but you know this year washington uh they're looking to be clicking on all sides of the ball so you know thus far but this is this is uh one of their you know bigger tests so far so it's going to be it's going to be uh it's going to give us a great look at you know what what washington's all about are there any vulnerabilities you know what i mean you you, you've actually seen them eyes on uh you know i mean are they susceptible is there any areas they're susceptible to you know like i mean can you throw on them or, uh, you know, do they have any, any problems anywhere on the, the team, special teams or anything? I mean, you know, I've seen both their, both their two wins so far. And, you know, the only thing I can, I can really say is, you know, they're pretty good all around. Uh, Mount Pleasant was able to, um, they, their, their defense is absolutely has shut down the run so far. Uh, and Burlington started out rushing pretty good on them in that in that week one matchup, and then they just absolutely shut it down. But uh, uh, I think uh, Mount Pleasant rushed for 30 yards on them. But uh, Mount Pleasant was able to pass the ball. I'm pretty sure uh, dang near every – almost every touchdown that they've given up is has been uh, through the air, uh, except for I know Watt, Mount Pleasant had a rushing, rushing touchdown last week. But – Thinking back, Burlington threw one over the top for a touchdown. Uh, Mount Pleasant, one of Mount Pleasant's touchdowns last week, or touchdowns last week was through the air. So, if I had to, if I had to pick something, it'd have to be, it'd have to be the, uh, I guess the, uh, their um, defense against against the pass, which is, you know, hasn't. I mean, they're winning games, so you know, it's still pretty dang good. Well, Scotty Melvin uh, pointed out that. Uh, uh, their quarterback, Mount Pleasant's quarterback, is like fourth in, in passing yardage or something in the conference. Yeah, and uh, uh, Jacob Rickman, Mount, uh, Mount Pleasant's quarterback, is uh, four. I, I believe he's he's either fifth or sixth uh, in Class 4A uh, uh, for overall passing yards. All right. Well, that's pretty, that, that's pretty cool. What else we got? Uh, we'll jump into the game I'm going to be at. I'm going to be uh, heading over to Fairfield to watch uh, the Trojans take on uh, Fort Madison. Well, this now, is a hotly contested game right here. Yes, it is, because Fairfield's looking to bounce back off that that loss to uh, a tumble last week, that comeback win for the, um, uh, for, for a tumble on that one. Uh, you know, Fort Madison's 2-0 right now. Uh, they got that win last week against West Burlington, and West Burlington played them tight real tight uh you know this is this is definitely a potential winner for for fair uh, for fairfield for sure um you know i know you, you've been talking about hunter Sassini 
being out. He's their main main rusher. I'm not sure on his actual status, uh, but even without him, I you know Fairfield's got a lot of talent. Max Wheaton is potential D1 tight end. Um, um, they've got Tate Allen running running the quarterback. He's been as good as they've come so far. Um, you know, definitely a winnable game for Fairfield, and I kind of won that. I'm sure that you know they're they're probably feeling like they should be two and zero right now. So this is definitely a big game for them. Well, what is Hunter Shakini's status that you know about? What do you know? I am not sure. <laughs> I was at. I thought I I thought I saw him at a, a volleyball game. I was that I was at, and uh, he looked to have a brace on it, so on his knee, uh, so. I'm not sure what you know, that was early in the week uh, Tuesday, so I'm not sure what his actual status is now. Well, I, I'd have to think that they'd be, uh, uh, you know, he's a weapon, and uh, oh, yeah. it won't help him to have him sidelined. But tell me about who, who are some of these other other guys that uh, might be able to step in and uh, help out a little bit here. Yeah, I mean, you know, if we want to talk about, uh, um, you know, some of their. Uh, I guess, you know, other guys that have, you know, rushed for him this far this season, you know, we've got the only other people to carry the ball are uh, the sophomore Case and Miller um, and then uh, uh, senior Miles McEntee. Uh, and I'm not – Andy was at their game last week, but Fairfield hasn't got their – on varsity bounds, Fairfield hasn't got their staff from the last game in. So, um, but I can – just basing off their kind of week one – their week one win over Mount Pleasant, uh, Case and – and obviously, Shasini rushed 12 times for 131 yards in that week one win, and Miller rushed five times for 25 yards, and McEntee only rushed uh, two times for one one yard. So I'm assuming if Shasini's out, it's going to be, you know, Casey Miller and Miles McEntee doing, doing the ball carrying in that one. But uh, I mentioned that uh, there are kind of other standouts there. Um, Max Wheaton and, uh, in, that, in that week one uh, matchup, uh, Max Wheaton – went for uh, five catches for 122 yards with four touchdowns. And I know he had a touchdown last week. He's got five in the season. He's uh, been to – he's been to, like, a handful of schools for uh, a handful of D1 schools uh, on visits uh, for tight end camps, things like that. Um, so he's as good as they come at the tight end position. And then uh, Tate, Allen, Tate Allen runs the uh, quarterback position. Uh, in week one, he was six, uh, six for nine for five touchdowns. So – uh, you know, I, I feel like they've got plenty of weapons. Sashini is definitely a big a big loss for them just because of how potent he has been on the ground. But uh, uh, still uh, uh, a winnable game for Fairfield and kind of won that. You know, I'm sure they're they're one after that, uh, after they gave up that, that one last week. Well, they gave up a couple touchdowns in the last three minutes of the game against Tumwa, as Tumwa did against Oskaloosa. Tumwa's uh, uh, off to a 2-0 and start, and uh, – uh, I, I'm thinking they're they're a fairly strong team. Uh, now, Fort Madison's off to a pretty good start. They beat a, a, a pretty tough Burlington uh, Notre Dame team, and uh, I think they beat Keokuk, uh, yep. uh, which is, was a pretty hard hitting game. There, uh, they aren't blowing people away, but they are grinding out victories here. Uh, uh, Fairfield's one and one. Fort Madison's two and zero. Oh. Their games in in Fairfield that gives Fairfield that 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 helps Fairfield a bunch, I think. Well, uh, what do you, what do you see playing out here? It's a tough one, but you know, I think no. If I if I had to choose, you know, I think I think Fairfield has enough talent to get it done. 
Well, that's that's good. Then that would be, you know, like I say, this is a, I guess if Fairfield wins this, then they're both two and one and a uh, uh, non-conference game any, either way. Right. You know, but, uh, uh, but, you know, if Fort Madison wins, they're going to propel forward pretty good. And uh, if Fairfield doesn't win, it's, uh, it's going to be a setback. Right. But uh, uh, I, I, I'd like to see Fairfield win. I would for sure. And uh, yep. I think if Hunter Zucchini played and it was the home game, I think uh, I would feel better about Fairfield's chances, I guess. But we'll right. see. Oh, uh, what do we got? Mount Pleasant left? Who do they play? Yep. The last game we got to talk about is Mount Pleasant uh, traveling down to Keokuk. And, uh, uh, the, you know, Mount Pleasant had two tough uh, – Tough games to start against, you know, a stout Fairfield team like we, we talked about, and then a, a very, very uh, stifling Washington team. Um, they're heading down to Keokuk. Uh, this is a – the winner of this one will get their first win of the season. Um, Keokuk lost to uh, Fort Madison in their week one uh, opener, 22-13. So they played Fort Madison, you know, pretty close there. And then they lost to Burlington last week, 35-21. So uh, – you know, it's going to be – this one's going to be another kind of hard-hitting game for two teams looking uh, for the win. If you want to, you know, go through, we talked about Jacob Brickman, his four passing yards are fifth or sixth in Class 4A. Uh, he's, he's, he's completed – he's thrown 73 times, completed 52 – completed 52 of them. That 52 – those 52 completions are number one in the entire state. And he's thrown for touchdown uh, – four touchdowns on the season. Uh, uh, his kind of main target so far has been Wyatt Woodsmall. Uh, he's got 13 receptions for 150 or two touchdowns. And, you know, where Mount Pleasant's kind of struggled so far is on the, in the ground game, uh, which has kind of led to them having to pass the ball because, you know, against Washington, Washington was up 26, nothing just almost seemed like the blink of an eye. And then, you know, Mount Pleasant was kind of forced to try to, you know, try to get, score quickly to get the, uh, you know, to get back in that game. But, you know, they've been efficient at it, but, uh, Hasn't have has, the the Panthers haven't been able to kind of you know get out in front early and it's kind of those those deficit deficits are kind of you know getting too large too quick and that's kind of you know not allowing them to get back in the game and you know we've kind of seen that there uh, these last two uh, these last two losses uh, to begin the season so uh, but then you know this is another win, uh, winnable one for the Panthers obviously uh, um, it's going to be another tough one though because you know I know Keokuk's Keokuk's you know you know pretty good team looking at their um, them playing Fort Madison pretty close, you know, didn't didn't play you know Burlington that bad as, as well. So I'm sure we're on a good game for those two. I don't think Kika going to be easy to run on. Uh, they nope. they have a pretty solid defense, uh, but uh, there is a path to victory here. Uh, Mount Pleasant's defense has uh, probably underperformed this year, you know, uh, and they need to to figure out some ways to to slow down Kika. Because Keokuk has a pretty good receiver and uh, a real good quarterback, so that uh, they they could they could do a lot of deep strikes. But I think yeah. uh, you know somewhere in the air game, I think there's a there's a path to victory for Mount Pleasant. Do you? You know, I mean, you know, it's it's been working. You know, it, it's been an efficient approach for them so far. I know Coach Striegel would probably like to, you know, get in the ground ground game a little more. And you know, he was talking about kind of. Got to got to work on the on the line on both sides, which is, you know, uh, teams have been rushing rushing against them a lot, uh, pretty efficiently, and then you know Fairfield was able to get some damage, a lot of damage to the air. So it's just been a little struggle on that defensive end thus far. But uh, 
um, you know, uh, Malpa, I'm sure Malpa has been working on it. We're going to see what they come up with coming and heading into this one. And I also wanted to mention about this game is that, uh, uh, you know, the two, two Kiaka, uh, kids, uh, died in that car accident in this game. Uh, Mount Pleasant's wearing, uh, both teams will be wearing, uh, stickers on the back of their head, uh, um, you know, as a rep- representation, uh, you know, to sports community, things like that. So for a pretty cool thing that the two teams are doing there. Well, uh, that's, a, uh, an all too common occurrence, isn't it? I mean, just, uh, teams have to deal with this kind of stuff and, uh, our heart breaks for all the parents and, and all the families and all the kids. And I hope that, uh, this game is a way to, uh, to remember those people and, uh, and just help the community heal, I guess. 100%. Couldn't have said it better. Well, uh, one of those two teams is going to get their season back on track, and I guess that's the the important thing about that game, wouldn't you say? Yeah, that's going to be, you know, the, for sure, the one of the, whoever whoever falls in that one's going to have to do a lot of work to get back to get back into it, for sure. But whoever wins is just one week away from being 500. Yep. Well, uh, who did you say Van Buren played? What was that? Who did you say Van Buren was playing? Uh, Van Buren was playing. Let's check on my list here. Wise uh, Muscatine, L&M. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a great game, too. Yeah. Look, people, there's great games everywhere today. Uh, turn on your radio dial. Uh, check out your YouTube stream. Get out to the parks. Uh if you got scores, send them over to Scotty Melvin. Uh, uh, get on his Twitter; he'll be he'll be out there. We want to thank uh, uh, we want to thank John Bain of Wayland, Iowa, for his support of uh, high school football. And uh, we're asking you to read his book or buy his book in particular. Uh, it's called Christie's Journey: The Beat Goes On. It's available at uh, at uh, Village Bookstore on the Square in Washington, Iowa. We want to thank Henshaw Trailer Sales. We want to thank, we want to thank Smithburg Auto. We want to thank Elsie'sKitchen.net uh, 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 and uh, uh, all the other ones. Uh, those are just a few. We'll, we're, we'll try to mention them every every episode. A few of them. And thank you for uh, being with us. But I want to spend the last few minutes of this episode, Hunter. Talking about this excellent sports show that you got on uh, Facebook Live uh, with the Southeast Iowa Union. Let our listeners know about that and how they can catch up with it. Oh yeah, uh, you know, Andy and I have been doing this this sports show that uh, where we pretty much just break down. You know, for this, you know, so far we've been doing the the fall sports. We've just breaking down. You know, what the the latest week looked basically passing, you know, looking forward ahead to what the weeks are looking like for football, volleyball, cross country. Andy and I just kind of chit chat about the games we saw, what's coming up, what, you know, what big games uh, took place, things like that. And, you know, you can find us on, uh, it's on Facebook and YouTube, but you can go to Washington live. There's and the Fairfield live, Mount Pleasant live, three different, uh, you know, our main locations. Um, yeah. Andy always uh, sends out the link about, about five minutes before we go on. So, uh, uh, you know, real exciting thing. And, uh, uh, you know, kind of in something new that we're doing with, uh, I guess with, with our job of getting, uh, getting people some knowledge about the, about the area teams and 
yeah, it's a pretty cool thing we're doing. So, you know, come check us out. Yeah, they go on over Wednesdays. The, Wednesdays at two o'clock, I forgot to mention. They go over all the games and it's real interesting conversations and and uh you know, you give uh, some of the games and he get and Andy gives some of the games and you gotta talk back and forth between you and it's really lively and it's really informative and it's it's a great part of your week and uh we can't uh we can't uh, uh recommend it high enough or the Southeast Iowa uh, Union. I, I was looking at the paper the other night, and boy, you had a lot of volleyball scores and stuff. Oh yeah, exciting, exciting uh, time of the year, and it? it's going by quick. Well, whatever sport you're following, the Southeast Iowa Union uh, is is uh, putting out some of the best sports pages anywhere and everywhere, and it's all Andy and Hunter. They do it all. I, I mean, they they literally, you know, you heard all these teams, all these games that we're talking about. They're going to have reports on all those games, and it's just them. And they can only go to one game each. So they can only go to two games. So, I mean, the research and the dedication that they have to put uh, this out and uh, give them a little support by watching their show uh, on Facebook Live. Well, Andy, is there anything, or I mean, Hunter, is there anything you didn't get to talk about that you wanted to? Nope. I would just say, you know, like you kind of mentioned, is, uh, you know, you know, we all, Basically, we all do what we do to give the kids some coverage and and the athletes some coverage. So I would say, you know, just get out and I always say get out and support your uh, your your local kids, whether it be on the football field, volleyball field, cross country, uh, you know, running running out and about. So uh, yeah, I would just say you know, support them. I'm sorry about that dog barking. Got the sounds of Iowa in the background. Well, yeah, but you know, <sighs> hold on. I would just say, you know, uh, like I, like I said, it's, it's it's all for the kids. So you know, get out and support them. Well, while well, you're supporting the kids, uh, stop by uh, Helmuth Ford in Sigourney, Iowa, and uh, mention the Tim Clearhand and Clearhand Truck, and we we appreciate his support of of our broadcast and helping give you guys some of the best high school football coverage that we possibly can and we couldn't have had anyone better than hunter moeller on the program today thanks for being with us hunter hey dave thanks for having me anytime cool